0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Monday, October 12, 2020. It's Columbus Day. Do they pick up the garbage? Do they not pick up the garbage? I don't know. We don't get the mail. I think the banks are closed. This is what Columbus Day means to me. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, a great team surrounding him, utterly committed to improving your dental health. Give him a call. 317 849 29 As I was thinking about what to talk about today, you know it's got to be the Colts, you know it's got to be the quarterback position, but I thought, my God, what would I rather do? All the things that I would rather do than talk about how Philip Rivers is not the guy to lead this offense to any kind of glorious resolution of this season. And the thing that was just ahead of Philip Rivers and talking about him and the differences between Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett was to sing the first verse. Of diary the hit song by bread in the 1970s this is a song that I love I found her diary underneath a tree and started reading about me the words she'd written took me by surprise I'd never seen them in her eyes the read that she had found the love she waited for. Wouldn't you know it? She wouldn't show it. And the song goes on from there, and it's nauseating, and it's terrible, and nobody likes it. And I bobbled up the lyrics, but it doesn't really matter because this guy found a diary, he read the diary. And there it was. She's talking about some other guy. And this is a love song in the 70s written by one of the most nauseating bands in the history. It's not rock and roll. I don't know what it is. But anyway, I'm not just going to sit here and sing all damn day long. I'm going to talk about Philip Rivers. Here's the deal with Philip Rivers, and we can see it with our eyes, but we're going to talk about the numbers too. He is not a championship-level quarterback. Do you know how we know this other than just watching? We know it because... We have seen the Chargers never go to a Super Bowl with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback. He's come to Indianapolis at the age of 38. Do you really think that a guy who's never been to the Super Bowl before is suddenly at the age of 38 going to do stuff that's going to take his team to the Super Bowl? Of course not. It's preposterous. It makes no sense. This is a guy who, starting for the Chargers, took that team to the playoffs once in the last six years. I'll tell you why. All right. Phillip Rivers, this goes back to last year when he throws two or more picks, his team loses every time. 30 plus passes this year, his team loses. That tells you that when it's time for him to win a game for the Colts, he can't do it. Right. We got to put the game in Phillip's hands. We've got to throw the football. He can't win. If Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni say, here you go, Phillip, win it for us. His passer rating this year is 89.4. That raid ranks 22nd in the NFL. His QBR ranks 23rd. He's been sacked four times. That's a good thing, I guess. His interception percentage is 3.2%. That ranks 27th. Overall, There, you know what the good thing is? His yards per attempt is at 8. And that ranks number 12. He ranks not in the top 10 in anything. And this is the most important position in all of sports, probably other than goaltender in the National Hockey League. Jacoby Brissett, that's why they they went over the top of Brissett, signed uh, Rivers to the contract because Brissett's yards per attempt in both 2017 and 2019 seasons in which he started 15 games 6.6 yards per attempt. You cannot win football games averaging 6.6 yards per attempt throwing the football. 79 sacks combined in 2017 and 2019. He didn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he didn't make a lot of plays. And again, you can see it with your eyes. You don't need to be an analytics professor to understand why Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett cannot play championship-level football. It's because with Brissett, he is too indecisive. He is too risk averse. The positive of that risk adversity or aversity is that he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. The negative is he didn't make a lot of plays. With Philip Rivers, he doesn't have the arm strength to make plays. You saw the pass to Johnson yesterday, which was completed by the grace of God, right? Johnson is by himself beyond the free safety rivers throws it up johnson has to wait for it as it floats down to the earth again like some kind of wayward punt and makes the catch thank god that is what rivers has to do just go back into the pocket and sling it as hard as he can and hope for the best and then if he gets rushed a little bit and he was not even rushed on the pick six it's just ty hilton look there there are rules In moving the football or moving a basketball, like with a basketball, you cannot make a vertical entry pass. That's why you you move the ball to the wing, the wing enters the post. If you make a vertical pass down the lane to a guy, there's all kinds of defensive clutter in there that's going to get in the way of the ball. That's what happens. When you throw passes to guys outside the numbers, you have to have a certain amount of verticality, so it's a diagonal pass. If you make a flat pass, there's a reason nobody does this. Like, nobody throws a, a perfectly horizontal pass, right? Because you're going to have DBs jumping. And that's exactly what this guy did. In fact, the guy who took the pass back for an interception on the uh, on the Rivers pick yesterday, that guy kind of, he waited for a say He was like, wow. He's going to throw that pass. And then Rivers did throw it. He kind of put his hands. He was like, boy, I guess I better jump it and take it to the house. There was that much time to deliberate as he figured out exactly what path to take to the ball. You can't do it. The other pass, that was to Doyle. Was there any chance that ball was going to get to Jack Doyle? There was no chance. So anyway, here's the deal. And here's why I'm not crushing Chris Ballard. Because Chris Ballard knows that you get lucky with quarterbacks. You you have, to, you have to find your way into, because there are what? Like eight elite guys in the NFL at the quarterback position, maybe 10. And sometimes you get lucky down the draft, like with Tom Brady being taken, 199th, or Russell Wilson being taken as a third rounder. Generally, it's in the first round. And uh, a lot of the time, it's a number one overall pick, as it was with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Sometimes, though, you find a guy kind of maybe a Jacob Eason in the fourth round. We don't know. Started one year at Georgia, started one year at Washington. Didn't put together eye-popping statistics. He was okay. He was okay to good, as an NFL prospect goes. He was really good in terms of a, a college football quarterback when he was at washington that year i think he could have used a year so they're trying to figure out whether he could possibly be that guy that they can steal in the fourth round to lead this team otherwise what do you do like what were you going to do other than rivers go get cam newton maybe but you don't like they're very culture oriented here with the colts and and so i don't think they wanted that distraction in the locker room Or do you go get Tom Brady at the age of 44, 45? Or are you like, you know what? We'll do a one-year deal with Rivers. We're not going to pin ourselves in for 2021 with Rivers or Brissett because we don't think either is the answer. But Rivers is going to be a slight upgrade over Brissett. So, like, let's live with that for a year where we're way under the cap, get rid of both guys moving into 2021, and move forward with a plan C that we feel a little bit better about. The problem with that is that the free agent class is coming here. You got another shot of Cam Newton. You want to take it. All right, you got Jameis Winston. There's no way that Frank Reich wants to work with Jameis Winston. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, he is not risk averse. He is going to throw it to the other guys it, it, they're not going to do business with Ryan Fitzpatrick, or they already would have. Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky, those are the five in in the free agent class that you really kind of feel like they might not be horrible options. Then in the draft, you got guys uh, like Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be the number one overall draft pick. Justin Fields who's probably going to be number two. You got the Lance kid from North Dakota State. You got the kid from Florida. Uh, the, uh, Trask kid, Kyle Trask, any of those, the guys, I don't know. You got to find the guy and it's hard to find the guy. And that's what keeps a lot of football teams from contending year in and year out, right? It's really hard to find that franchise quarterback, but you got to do it. And that's what they pay Chris Ballard the big bucks for. And that's the box that needs to be checked now. In or by now, I mean in the upcoming offseason, in order for this team to move forward and have any kind of championship aspirations whatsoever. Because if the goal is to win a championship, you are not going to do it, period. With Phillip Rivers or with Jacoby Brissett, it is just not going to happen. It's impossible. It's like in Chicago. Are they going to win a championship with either Nick Foles or or Mitch Trubisky as their starter? No, because that's not what they do. Now, if you put Foles in a one-game weirdo situation where Foles is going to come off the bench and do some things, we've seen him win a Super Bowl when he wasn't the guy. But when he's the guy, it's trouble. Phillip Rivers at the age of 38 is not going to start doing a bunch of stuff that he's never done before. It's not going to happen. He is going to make mistakes. He is going to make bad reads. He did it throughout camp. He did it against the Jaguars. He did it against the Browns. He's going to do it some more, probably against the Ravens, maybe against the Packers, might do it twice against the Titans, might do it against the Texans. I don't know, but I'm telling you, here's what's going to happen, and here's where us as fans, we're going to screw this whole thing up, and I'm going to keep trying to pull you back into the wagon of non-compliance with the kooks who are going to get all fat and happy when this team's five and two, and they're going to be five and two. They're going to beat the Bengals, and they're going to beat the Lions, and they're going to be five and two. And we're going to say, "Hey, five and two, let's go! Woohoo! Are you kidding me? This is fantastic! Look, Rivers has figured it out. He hadn't figured out anything, or he would have figured it out before. That's not going to happen." what's going to happen is they're going to win these two games and then they got to play the ravens, the titans, the packers and the titans and it's going to get miserable throughout that stretch of the season. And in the last few weeks of the season when they play the texans twice and the jaguars, those are going to be the weeks where it's decided is this team going to go to the playoffs? They got a game against raiders too and you thought, "Boy, that's going to be a win." Not so much anymore, right? You you've got to find a way... And and if they do make the playoffs, it's going to be a short run in the playoffs. They're not going to all of a sudden get hot and and win a bunch of games and go to a Super Bowl. And they're not going to... Because these are good teams that they will be playing with really good quarterbacks who aren't going to throw interceptions 3.2% of the time. They're not. And they're going to be guys... Who can throw it on a line someplace, can put some steam on it and throw it outside the numbers. And Philip Rivers can't do that. We saw it in camp. I don't care what Frank Reich says. Frank Reich's out of his mind if he thinks that Philip Rivers is a guy who can take this team to a championship. I don't believe him. I, Frank Reich is way too smart a guy. He's a Mensa member, for God's sake. They're an Mensa member who knows anything about football that watches this team and says, "Woof, championships. Order the banner, Jimmy Ursay. Nobody does that. that. That isn't happening. Rivers was a, a marginal upgrade over Brissett. Brissett and Rivers are going to come off the books this year. And the Colts have $76 million in cap space for 2021. Plus, they're going to pick like 22nd overall. And they're going to be able to go uh, help their team from a draft perspective for a fourth consecutive year. And that's going to be a really, really good thing for the Colts. But they got to get lucky with a quarterback. And if they don't get lucky with a quarterback, if they can't figure this out, then all is lost because you cannot win a championship without an elite level quarterback. You just can't. And those are the rules. I didn't make them. I'm sorry about the singing earlier, but uh, you know what? What did you enjoy more? My rendition of Diary or me? talking about the Colts' quarterback problems for another 15 minutes. Which did you enjoy? Tomorrow morning, I promise, no more singing, and we'll talk a little bit about Ricky Renteria, who got fired as the White Sox manager today. Rick Renteria, just as teams are ready to go over the top, he gets fired. Happens happens constantly to him. Breakfast with Kent, tomorrow morning at 8 on Facebook Live.